welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast, and this week we are doing the ghost. Ghost. This has been an exciting occult rockish week. You guys ready to do this? (laughs) That's a fair thing. Anthony, are you ready? Do you have any words of wisdom for us? I could say from the pinnacle to the pit, it's the Audible Ecstasy podcast. You know what? That's actually good. I don't care what Chris says. That's a good one. (laughs) I was thinking that, and I was like, "Solid, oh, yeah. dude! You should have just said it right, and you should have done it in his voice too, in Tobias's voice or whatever you want to call From it." From the pinnacle, you could do that. That'd be a thumbs pit. up, my friend. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, so um, guys, let's get this bad boy rolling. Um, this album was a fairly quick album, forty minutes uh, in length. Uh, of course. We don't necessarily know the names of these uh, these members of the band. We know the Nameless. lead singer of Papa Emeritus. Yep. And uh, in, in real life, we know his name's Tobias Forge now. But when this album was out, I don't think anybody knew what his real name was. So it was kind of a cool thing. These guys were anonymous the entire time for, for many, many years. And then the 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 anonymity was long gone. See, this, Nonetheless, I was going to say, Jimmy, I don't know the names of the band members because nobody really knows their names. <laughs> yeah. Every time I was looking at stuff this week, it was like a nameless ghoul said this about the, uh, yeah, the band. Yeah, it's just nameless ghouls, man. But their names are symbols, actually. This is where I wish the internet wasn't around, because it's like the '70s or something like that. You would not, you could keep this illusion alive a lot longer. Yeah, very true. You know, very like true. Kiss. Now, are these are these guys Swedish? Did I hear that? Or yeah, I think they're Swedish. Well, originally, yeah, but I okay. think they've got other people in the band now that not necessarily fall on that line. I got you. Okay. Yeah, this note I found it said it's a Swedish rock group. So this yeah. is the third album by a Swedish rock group. So. Maybe at the time they were all Swedes, so who knows? But, uh, yeah, I think up through this album they definitely were. I think they were the same band, but the yeah. the the growing story was it's a different singer every time he changed his name, like Papa One, Two, Three. <laughs> yeah, I know that's pretty funny. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so let's start this thing off with track number one. It's a little ditty called Spirit. Your 
So Spirit, it starts off like a scene from a horror movie, and then the occult rock kicks in. This is this is absolute occult rock. You guys go back and look look up these trippy bands from back in the, I guess, late 60s, early 70s. It's kind of got that vibe going for it. The riffing is very simplistic, and once uh, Papa starts his vocal delivery, and I'm going to say it's like no other vocal style there is out there. His voice is very unique. It's very unique. Um, it does add to the mystique of this song. This one does have some harder, some harder hitting riffage, but it never really gets too aggressive. It's just enough to keep you interested as to what's coming next. Solo, not not too difficult, simplistic. It works. I've got this love-hate relationship with keyboards and organs in this <laughs> manner. And, you know, sometimes I get I get what he's doing. But to me, this song is just good. I don't think it's the best song to start off with. I think the second song would have been the song to start this album off with. Nonetheless, I'm at a five on this one. I think it's good. A five. Chris, wow. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about uh, Spirit, Chris? It's a little well, Anthony, uh, good is five now, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, I'm, I'm trying to still low in my mind. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, there was an interesting, you know, organ opening there, I guess keyboards probably. And that, that kind of goes throughout the song. Uh, I do like the harmonizing guitars and the guitar solo. They, they're This band's really good with that. I don't know if it's overdubs or if they got two guys playing during the solos or what, but it's very good. Uh, there are some strange sound effects going on in the background in this song. And to me, and I don't know, like Anthony, I mean, Jimmy, you were saying something about occultish bands from the 60s. Do you have any specific bands in mind you're talking about when you say that? Oh, shoot. There was a band. I think they were called. not the Oyster Cult, is it? Eh, not those guys. It was somebody, oh, I can see the girls on the cover. Um, I'm just curious, because to me, this song, and you guys are bigger fans of this band than me, but... uh, Kind of gives me like rush vibes at time the way the the keyboards it's, come in on this sometimes. Not a bad thing, man. Uh, you disagree I with that? Okay, it, well, but, uh, well, maybe not. I'm not as big a fan as you guys are, but I kind of heard the the I don't know, kind of during the pre-chorus okay. and into the, the bridge yeah, and stuff. I got like rush vibes at times gotcha. during this song. There is a decent groove throughout, but the chorus never really grabbed me on this song. So I'm with you, Jimmy. I think it's a good. I gave it a five. Ah, okay, Anthony, what do you think about Spirit? Man, I love how this one comes in with that uh, spooky, spooky intro. Man, I, it hooks me right away with that. I love anything like that. It sounds like an old horror movie. So mm-hmm. good. I love the heavy groove, the drums and guitars. I like the way the song ebbs and flows. I like the chorus a lot too. Uh, I like the guitar solo. It reminds me of Blue Oyster Cult, a band I probably should listen to more. I don't listen to a lot of. Um, it's an excellent lead-in song, guys. I gave it an eight. I think it's an excellent song, man. So Fair I'm going enough. strong on a lot of these songs now, just to be FYI. So uh, that's cool. No, dude, so it's it's all throwing the scale here, out the window. Eh? I'm throwing the scale out the window because I really I, dude, do it's like all this here, brother. Don't worry. I mean, so going to go to track number two. It's called "From the Pinnacle to the Pit." Chris, go ahead and crank this one up.
so from the pinnacle to the pit now this was a song i felt like should have opened this album just my opinion of course um, yes. the bass that <laughs> kicks this song in simply warns the listener to that some riffs are about to happen because it's it's starting to groove and that groove is very catchy and is really a highlight on this record the main riff really gets stuck got stuck in my head i'm sure most listeners it's going to get stuck in their head the solo is quick but still very good Falling, falling from heaven. This one is lyrically dark, musically heavy. This is pure occult rock and feel full force. It's a long way down. I find it to be excellent. I gave it an eight. Chris, what do you think about From the Pinnacle to the Pit? I agree 100%. Pretty much everything you said, man. The, the, that bass line is just so nasty Sick. kicking in. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to say this, and you guys might find this as an insult you might not i mean it as a compliment um two bands stood up two different songs stood out when i heard that there's a song that corn did on their first album that bass line that kicks in like and it just reminded me of that and another song (laughs) which i know is nothing like these guys at all but a band uh muse on their first album had a song called hysteria uh, I know you guys think Muse and they suck, but whatever. But I'm telling you, that <laughs> bass line is just like that on this too, and it absolutely crushes, I, man. I don't really know so, Muse all that well, so I don't. I can't yeah, tell you. Yeah, so. I'll speak uh, on but man, you, Anthony, it sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you guys probably <laughs> think that, kidding, and I'm the kidding. later stuff's much more think, poppy or whatever. But I don't I'll think tell I've you, ever man. listened to them before. To tell you the truth, well, so. listen, listen to the song "Hysteria" by Muse and tell me it doesn't kind of remind you of this. Uh, the vocal harmonies on this song tremendous. Uh, the chorus has grit to it. The guitar riffs over the, you know, when they come in over that bass line and then they blend into keyboards, it's perfect, man. It really is. I'd heard that Rob Zombie was redoing the Monsters. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've actually seen set photos oh, from it. So. Well, I think they should use this song in some capacity because it has that Monsters vibe to it, but it's like a modern version. And I could yeah. see this song being played in that movie somewhere because I think it would be a great fit. I'm with you, Jimmy. I feel like it, it feels low because of the new scale. But I think it's excellent, so I gave it an eight as well. All right, but Fair man, enough. I, I kind of I don't even know what nine is. Is that like nine outstanding? Is outstanding. I, might, yeah. I might just bump out to eight and a half because man, I love this song. That's, That's fantastic. Great, That's great. All right. Well, Anthony, what did you think about from the pinnacle to the pit? Uh, Wikipedia had a little bit on this one. Uh, it said something about a nameless ghoul. Uh, said from the pinnacle to the pit is a truly stomping riff-based song, Led Zeppelin style, and something that would sound great coming out of a car stereo in an American high school parking lot. <laughs> so I thought that's that was, good. Uh, I could see that that's actually. Awesome. I could see sitting and smoking a little, a little doob after school. Maybe back in the late eighties. I don't know about now, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, you know, I love the nasty bass guitar that leads it in. I love the fact that way the bass guitar plays throughout this song. In fact, I think there's a few times they don't let the bass guitar go long enough. It's such a good little riff they got going on. Uh, I enjoy the heavy nature of it, the chorus, the pounding drums, the way the band sounds. Uh, I just love the way this one grooves. And I know Ghost isn't traditionally a metal band, but this song puts them into that genre pretty well, I think. Or at least a very strong hard rock band. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite Ghost songs right here. I, I really dig it. I also dig that moment in the song around a three-minute mark when you get that creepy organ and the pounding drums, too. Sounds like something Goblin would have done it in a, in a uh, Argento movie back in the day. So, um, dig into some Goblin, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, yeah, uh, this is a nine for me, boys. Uh, sure. Outstanding, outstanding song. Um, no qualms about giving it a nine. So, 
Is it your favorite song of the night, Anthony? I don't know if it's my favorite song of the night, but I mean, it's definitely up there. Favorite song by Ghost. I mean, it's not it's, my it's favorite, like, but it's probably my second favorite on this. It's album, amazing so. song. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a close. Uh, it's it's yeah. one of my top songs on this album. But as well. it, it it's got some dark lyrics, but you know, Maiden's got some dark. I keep thinking about that song. Uh, oh, it was on their first one, Brave New World. Uh, the one about Satan. What was that one about? Was it on Brave New World? I can't remember the name, but now off the top of my head, but Fallen Angel. You know that song, Jimmy? I'm I think that's about yeah. poison, actually, Anthony. Yeah, it's actually not, not this version. <laughs> Trust me. I think it was Brave New World that was on. You got to win it big. Yeah. Mama's Fallen Lose, angel. lose big. Living lose big. Mama's Fallen Angel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's roll this forward to track number three. It's called Cerise. Cerise, I do love that acoustic opening, which we didn't get a taste of, a taste of it while we did yeah, our sample. I like that's the ending, man. I, I felt like right after that, out of that guitar solo, they just crushed the end there. So that's kind of yeah, what I went it's with. It's a great, it's a great, well, it's a great, it's a tough one to pick for for sure. Um, but that acoustic opening is fantastic. And then you got the electric guitar quietly falling in the intro and then the bass and then the groove. I can only say that this is, uh, this was a favorite song of Ghost for Mine long before reviewing this album. It's just one that's been there for me. Um, I think it holds up in their discography. I think this is one of their most powerful songs. I do believe that uh, it's got that surprise in the middle, the piano breakdown. I mean, that's just like, what what's going on here? It sounds like it shouldn't be there, but it works. And can you hear the rumble it's calling? I love it. I love it. I give it a nine. I think this one's outstanding. Chris, what do you think about Cerise? Uh, my favorite song on the album, uh, Spoiler really? Alert. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I, I'll tell you, man, it, you mentioned that intro that kind of started out acoustically and then you just hear that, and it just, man, it reminds me of something off the Black Album by Metallica. The, the tone and everything, it just wow. it has that, that feel to it, which is a high compliment. And, and I think it's the perfect match of dark, heavy guitar tone and solid, clean vocals, really. I mean, that, uh, Tobias's vocals on this are just, I don't know, man. He, he's got a clean voice when he sings, and it sounds great with, with that tone, guitar tone there. Uh, real single chorus, easy to sing along to. Favorite song of the night. I gave it a nine as well. Yeah. Awesome, man. man. We're, we're getting similar scores here, Jimmy, but I think this is my favorite song on this album. Killer. Anthony, what do you think about Cerise? I'm going to run with a little bit of Wikipedia again on this one, too. Cerise peaked at number four on Billboard's Mainstream Rock Songs chart. Really? Loud, yeah, that's what it said. Loudwire, Loudwire ranked the song song second on their list of the twenty best metal songs of twenty fifteen, 
and its music video were nominated for Best Metal Song and Best Metal Video in the 2015 Loudwire Music Awards. And the song won the Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance in 2016. And it said a member of the band said that when he got the text message informing him of the nomination, he assumed it was for a Grammys, which are considered by the Swedish equivalent to the American Awards, which goes to the one in the past. Grammys spelled G-R-A-M-M-I-S. That's what he thought they got, but they actually got a Grammy instead. So <laughs> That's um, pretty impressive. <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah, man, I'm bumping my rating on this one. I had it at an eight. I was trying to be a little fair and be a little bit critical, and I'm like, yeah, not that song, dude. This is our most popular song. I'm, song I'm saying I was. I didn't I was, even know that. I just. I was it, dropping man, yeah. eights and nines and nines and nines and nines. Like you know, I got to stop <laughs> doing that tonight. And I, I said, screw it. I'm going with a nine on this one too. I'm I'm making a straight across the board nine for us. Uh, I love the spooky intro, those pounding drums that follow that intro. I also really enjoy the way this song builds and when it gets grooving. I'm digging that heavy beat. Uh, you can just feel the pounding in your speakers when you listen to this song. Enjoy the way this one ebbs and flows as well, from heavy to soft, soft to heavy. These transitions are beautiful. Solid guitar solo. This is another standout from Ghost for me, too. Uh, excellent song from start to finish. I said initially I'm going to go with Outstanding now and, and drop a nine on it. So, yeah. No problem doing wow. that tonight. So Nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so... Obviously, we discussed earlier, uh, song four is, uh, was it Spooks on it? And it's just an interlude, if you will. Um, so that song, 56 seconds long, just a basic uh, instrumental. We're yeah, going to go a- straight to tracks, uh, track number five. It's He Is. Chris. the latin however he is i mean it's 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 that soft song that kind of gets a little little bit dark but it's just pure evil i really never have liked this song to be honest with you guys i have no clue as to why my dislike is so strong but it's there um i mean in my opinion i'm thinking they're just trying to be evil out of spite at this point (laughs) it sounds crazy (laughs) tobias has got an awesome voice and lyrically he can utilize synonyms like no other the solo is simple. The music sounds angelic, but with horns, I think it's just good, man. It it's it's good. It's all I can see. It's it's a five for me, guys. Chris, what really? do you think about he is? Well, um, 
I know what you mean, Jimmy. I think I know why you feel the way you do about this song. Uh, I, I went out and watched the video. I was listening to it. And the first thing I, when I listened to it early in the week is like, this sounds like a contemporary Christian song. But these guys <laughs> are not contemporary Christian artists. So I watched the music video and it's they're op- openly mocking Christianity in this video. There's no other way around it, man. I mean, if you watch right. the video, it's just like painfully obvious. That's what he's doing. Songs are about like worshiping Satan, not about God. Uh, so like it's a sacrilegious song and if you, if you take your Christianity seriously then then it's going to bother you. I mean maybe it's just like a subconscious thing. I don't know, but I guess I don't take I, mine as serious as I should. I, well, sorry. watch the video, dude. I'm telling you, it's it's kind of creepy to watch. Well, you just yeah, like this eh. is this is one and of at those the songs. end there when he's baptizing these naked women, it's just like oh, man. it is it is really <laughs> weird, man. I I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. So okay, so that's that. And it's like, my first, I'm glad you touched on this because my first notice is it's difficult to review this song because musically, it's a very good song. I mean, the vocals are clean. The harmonies are fantastic. It's a very catchy chorus until you realize what he's talking about. And you're like, damn, this shouldn't be stuck in my head because it's kind of like talking yeah. about, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's, I get it. And I'm not a prude, guys. I mean, I, I consider myself a Christian, but I'm not like somebody who's church going guy every week, you know. Uh, but Something I don't like Bible. people making fun of people who are that way either. It, it kind of sticks in my craw. So I thought to myself, I'm going to review this. Uh, I think musically it's an eight, but the fact that they're making fun of Christianity takes it down two pegs for me. I'm going to give it a six overall. So That's still it's still very good. It's not like yeah, it's bad. It is. Yeah, it I'm is. With you. I'm with you. But, and, and maybe I shouldn't take it. Because I know, but you know, you take a band like Slayer, for instance, they're not, I mean, okay, you know what you're getting with these guys, and it's not like them pretending to do a contemporary behind. Christian song. Yeah. You know what they're I mean? They're not hiding it's behind just, the music. Their music is... It's, yeah, I mean, you know what it is, and you know it's a gimmick. And, right. and yeah. I guess and these guys, it's a gimmick for them, too, but it just it hits a little too close to home. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling with this song. Oh, well, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anthony, what do you think about he is? You sinner, what do you think about this one? Ah, well, you know, I'm going to go with a little Wikipedia first. Uh, the song He Is was written in 2007. The band attempted to record it for 2013's Infantesimum. I can't pronounce that word. Maybe Jimmy can. But, uh, but after trying to get it to sound like ghost and adding and subtracting aspects, ultimately put it on the shelf. One band member said that he just did not know what to make of it, explaining that when you're a rock band, it's always a little hard to play softly. You've got to take your pulse down to be able to approach a different kind of energy level. And there's another little paragraph that says, A nameless ghoul told Loudwire Loudwire, (laughs) that there are various degrees of personal meaning within the song, one of which is the lyrics. He explained that the original demo lyrics were bogus, and did not have any bite. But following the 2014 suicide of Slim Lamucci, guitarist of the Dutch rock band The Devil's Blood, who was friends with members of Ghost, the lyrics materialized. So apparently after this guy's suicide, these lyrics changed in some ways. So is the song about Satan or is it about something else? I'm just kind of wondering now that they're reading that. So... Uh, well, but, I mean, I was looking at the lyrics when they were popping up on my phone, and it made me to believe that's what it was talking about. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is the one thing about guys. I, I went high on this song. I gave it a nine. I do like this song a lot. But the one thing about Ghosts that I have a little trouble with is I really like the sound of their music, 
But then when I start listening to the lyrics, I'm like, I shouldn't be into this. Yeah. I shouldn't like this. But I'm going to give it a nine based on just how good a ballad it is, how strong maybe a soft rock, not a soft rock, uh, mid-tempo rocker it is. I mean, the lead singer, Tobias, sounds amazing. The song sounds amazing. Everything about this song is simply outstanding. It's just the lyrics are one of those things like, do I just set the lyrics to the side and enjoy the song for what it is? Or do you just, you know, let the lyrics, you know, it, it, it bugs me sometimes too. I mean, you know, I, I'm not the strongest Christian in the world either. I used to be a lot stronger in my faith than I am now, but I'm still pretty strong overall. And this bugs me too, but... I look at it like a Slayer or somebody like that. It's the same kind of thing to me. They're all doing this sort of gimmicky thing. And the best way to get their name known sometimes is to piss people off. And you step on Christian toes, and the first thing you're going to do is piss somebody off. And that's what they're trying to do, you know. And that'll rise you right. straight to the charts. You do something like that because the Christian community, especially these evangelicals, these really hard Christians, they're all over this stuff without even listening to it half the time. And you got an instant seller right there with all these kids doing something like that so i can understand why bands do it it's gimmicky though and these guys don't just gimmick peak on the charts just out of curiosity i don't have anything in my notes about the charts on that one yeah i was curious because i didn't i know tobias is a full satanist is he really i can believe that from what i've seen and heard Uh, Um, another thing i I didn't read with him Another thing I had in my notes I didn't say is that, that guitar at, at the tail end of that song reminds me of Journey. I mean, here you got a yeah. song like this, remind you of Journey. I mean, it's just like... It's one of those songs that they, it's almost right. like they're trying to get it into you for a certain reason. You know, it's like one of those songs that they want to sneak it past the meaning past you and you finally get into it and you're like, wait a minute, why am I into this song? You know, so, but uh, I still it's go a sneaky high, song right? because you're, you're right. If you When you first listen to it, if you don't know who this is and what they're talking about... You could easily get into it and then realize, oh, okay, this is what they're talking about. I mean, I, like <laughs> I said, I enjoy Ghost a lot, but there are times where I'm listening to their music, like I'm really into the song, but should I be? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of these lyrics are are dark and and evil throughout this album. But I just don't like the song. <laughs> I just, I just don't even. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I never have liked it yeah, from yeah. the first time I heard. It, I'm like, eh, garbage. I really but like it's it. Probably but... because it's like Chris the said the ballad. contemporary Christian word. I don't I don't dislike contemporary Christian music, but this just never did hit me on the. You know, no, I, I, me I like, just think that's what like they're trying to imitate, which I find a little offensive, quite honestly. That's and, well, and it's no, rare I, I ever find anything offensive, but like I don't know, it just kind of hit a nerve with me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I just it just never. Really, I, I I know Anthony's. I know what you're saying, Anthony. It's it sounds good in your ears, and you know it's it it it, it moves you. It just didn't hit me. That's all. You know, right. I'm saying I'm not saying it's bad. I, I gave it a good. And that's pretty much where I stand. I, I didn't kill it, but um, yeah, man, it's uh, that's where it's at. Fine. I don't know. I mean, I mean, sometimes I think uh, the older I get, the more I start thinking about maybe the music I listen to and what I should or shouldn't be listening to. You know, and it it does get to me sometimes. You know, I don't know if I should should be into a certain kind of music or playing that kind of music around my kids and stuff. You know, I don't know if I should right. or not. So. Good. That's just age talking, I guess. I'm not the rebel I used to be. Yeah, I I, you know, 20 years ago, I had a different opinion of this song than I do now. I'm I, sure I would have, too. I was yeah. a different person 20 years ago. We all were. <laughs> all right, let's move this forward to, what is it, track number six. It's called Mummy Dust. Hit this, Chris. <laughs>
So, Mummy Dust. This song is like, um, oh God. It's like a Tinder. You were looking at somebody on Tinder and you see them in person. And hear me out on this one. That fast paced intro makes me, Yeah, catfishing, exactly. <laughs> that fast paced intro makes me want to jam out. You hear that keyboard adds that little bit of layer of darkness, just a hair of evil. And, and you're thinking this could be another Halloween playlist song for sure. And then he starts singing in a whisper. And you're like, what the yes, hell? I got the Jesus there. Christ, man. <laughs> you should yell and scream throughout this song like you mean business. No, you shouldn't. That is the only negative about this song, and that's what killed it for me. Honestly, the guitar solo, pretty good. Plenty of effects that adds to the mystique of the song. I can't get past the the soft vocals. I don't understand the whisper. I don't know why he's doing it. Oh, but it's, it's creepy. I think it's somewhere between good and very good. I gave it a five and a half. If he'd have sung it like a man, I'd have gave him an eight. I think it makes it cr- <laughs> Anybody can scream, Jimmy. You've heard a lot Not of anybody, scream. sir. I'm Not saying anybody. You've, heard, you've heard a lot of screaming throughout the years. This one works because of that creepiness in his voice. If he was screaming it, it would not work as well. No, dude. That it makes it a does lot not go more, with the vocal line. It's all it I'm makes saying. it a lot more ominous by hearing him go, Mommy Dust, instead of Mommy Dust, in my yeah, mind. That's, you're, that's, not, that's not the screaming I'm talking about. Which no, scream I'm are you talking, talking about? Mommy Dust. Mommy Dust. Yeah. Well, they're not death metal. It doesn't matter. That riff means you want to be heavy. They're that not, vocal style means I like it in the tail. No, Chris, it doesn't mean that at all. <laughs> what do you think about Mummy Dust, Chris? <laughs> I kind of agree with what, a, lot, a lot of what you said. Uh, man, it starts Which, out with, just a, with with who said me or Jimmy? <laughs> with Jimmy, <laughs> ah, of course. In a way, well, I mean, listen, it's a rocking song, man. I mean, there's no getting around I that. I love the rocking. And, and I'll be honest, it was real close to getting a flush tonight because of his oh. vocals on this song, oh, but it on. didn't. That makes it, the song work. Nah, it doesn't. Uh, the, the guitar riffs catchy, fast paced. The guitar solo is really good, but vocally, it's the worst song on the album. Um, like I said, he just kind of whispers his whole way through it. That's what I said on here. I think he's trying to sound evil. Maybe I, the reason he's doing that—that's that, why he's doing it. Didn't work for me. I think it's a good. I gave it a five. No Don't more. make me drop a ten on this thing. <laughs> I'm about to do that. Okay, you know what? You guys did it. I'm putting a ten on this bad boy. How's that sound? <laughs> Anything. How's that taste? You want, man? What, what are you? you if you want taste? an inaccurate score, that's all. That's <laughs> you all like that taste? That ten? <laughs> Y'all cause my blood pressure to go up. All right, let's go. Uh, let's do it. Anthony, what do you think about Mummy Dust? I don't know what to say after all that. I mean, you know, it's. I gave it a seven point five. Wasn't like I was running out the door. It's good. Marrying man. it and screaming Wait, its praises that or nothing. That's between, that's between great and excellent. Great and excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong. So, Anthony, there's nothing wrong with the score. It's something. It's always, always like we said, it's what it's how you hear it. I, I just, the whisper killed it for me. I thought this was going to be an ass kicking song the way it started. But Ghost is not ass kicking. I'm like, because I got to stay on this argument. Ghost is <laughs> not an ass kicking band. They're not, that's not the kind of music they play. They don't play oh, ass kicking. You play you're a riff wrong. like that, you you're better wrong. come out and sing, man. I mean, that's all there is to it. You're wrong. Anthony, you're wrong. Trust me. Go watch some live videos of them and see what the see what the pit looks like. I'm just saying, man, that works perfectly in this song. It works perfectly. The juxtaposition between those All the guys two, whispering in the pit when they're singing along. They're softly you know, golf clapping. Anyways, oh you guys God. say what you want to. But anyways, <laughs> I think it's a killer tune. And, you know, it's everything I want from a ghost song, so I'm digging it. But uh, 7.5. I actually had a knock myself. I said it got a little repetitive towards the end. 
yeah. in God We Trust uh, over right, and over right. again. That's probably my one, put it from an 8 to 7.5. But I like the whispering. I think it's a really cool, catchy kind of tune with that whispering. It's something you don't hear very often. So. Well, that, that's a very true. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very true, man. I just, you know, I, I love really, my horror, and if you bring me horror like that and give me some kind of see, old classic you horror You have a different vibe. style of appreciation for stuff. You know, don't get me wrong, I like horror too, but I'm by no means, I am nowhere near your level of appreciation when it comes to that stuff. So. Yeah. And I come to you for those suggestions. You know what I mean? So, no, <laughs> I, I get it, do. man. It, and it it works for you. I, and I'm no disrespect. I know it works for you. It just the whisper didn't work for me. And I'm like, eh, it's a notch down for me, man. I think That's I just all. like the whisper because it kind of reminds me of those old school horror movies back in the day and stuff. You know, those are creepy ones. Those hammer movies, hammer horror movies, those kind of movies. So, it's what I love. I think it's what I love about ghosts, too. They remind me of hammer horror a lot. You know? Well, they definitely can. They have that flavor for sure. They do. All right. Here we go, guys. Track number seven. It's called Majesty. Chris. Pathetic humans in despair. Defacing flower now to death. Of sinners kneeling down before his cloud. Oh, Master, all beauty lies within. Oh, Master. So this one right here is, um, I, I like how this thing starts starts off with that nice simplistic riff, and then the Hammond organ it starts the accompaniment, and then the drums kick in. Very nice guitar feels throughout, and that bass guitar riding throughout this majority of this song has got your head bobbing, and it almost takes the listener to a trance like state. If you just kind of just bobbing along, I, I do like I like how this song rolls through. That simple guitar solo, it fits this, this tune so perfectly. And this song reminds me of a prog rock band, Yes. The style of this reminds me of Yes, a couple of different songs that matter. And I'm thinking, yeah, man, this is definitely a progressive rock song. I um, I think it's very good. I'm at a six on this one. I think it's it, we're working back up to a, a, a better sounding ghost, in my opinion, here. And that's where I'm at. Six. Chris, what do you think about uh, Majesty? Chris's flush of the week. No way. No. What are you thinking? Uh, I tell you what, man. uh, I agree with you on the progressive rock. I actually wrote that, and uh, you know, it's. uh, I don't know, man. This one just felt kind of like filler to me. If I'm being honest with you, it's. It's definitely kind of got the melodic uh, feel to it, and I can see what you're talking about with the trance. I guess if that's a good thing, I'm not sure. I'd consider it a good thing. Put you in a trance and listen to it, but. But uh, it just did not stand out to me. It felt like filler and uh, just wasn't, I don't know, never hit me. I gave, I think it's a meh. I gave it a four. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, keep in mind the scale now. If it meh means you don't really like it, I mean, that's It's neither good nor bad. Right. Yeah, screw right. the scale. Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, what do you think about Majesty? <laughs> this is a 35. 
to what I think of the scale wow. right there. Um, now, you know, it's got another nasty intro. I love that guitar and that organ combination uh, with those pounding drums. Uh, works pretty good to set a very good ominous tone. Uh, and after that, the song itself is a groover from start to finish, heavy and loud. And, you know, it's another lyrically evil song, too, that you don't really think much about until you can kind of listen to the lyrics a little closer. Um, it, 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 Ghost, you know, does that. They unnerve you while also sort of entertaining you at the same time. So uh, I think it's an excellent tune. I gave it an eight. Oh, wow. So digging it, too. But, yeah, like I said, lyrically, it's another one of those lyrically, like, he is kind of songs where you're like, right. eh, should it be into this one? You know, but I think it's Slayer's <laughs> South of Heaven or Hell Awaits, which I like both of those songs a lot. And right. Those are most of the kind of songs you're like, should I be getting into Hell Awaits with yeah. Satan singing chorus on Hell Awaits, for goodness sakes? <laughs> we, we know the sham is on when it's Slayer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move this forward to track number. Well, track number eight is another instrumental. It's the Devil Church song. Um, so we we're opted not to to rate that. One. We're going to go straight to get, track number. And can't get much evil, more evil than a song called Devil Church. Can yeah, you? it's definitely there. Uh, but this one's called Absolution, Chris. So I think it's got a great riff starting out, and the nod to Metallica is absolutely there of Wolf and Man. Yeah, that man. is the pure riff from that song. Just so you guys know, notes, dude. Uh, same thing. Oh my god, and it's absolutely. And I was going to play it tonight, but I was like, you know what? If you can't hear that, you're deaf. Anyway, upon initial listen, this one showed promise. I do love how the bass drives this song along. It's just punching you throughout. The guitar feels are nice touches. The vocals are fitting to the style of occult rock. This time he hits it. It's got that touch of evil. This is my sleeper, and it's probably my favorite on this album, to be honest with you guys. I, and with that being said, I think it's excellent. I gave it an eight. Chris, what do you think about Absolution? Strong song. Probably the strongest song in the back half of this album. I uh, love the chorus. It's extremely singable. Uh, again, you, you nailed it, man. You took it right on my notes there. Of Wolf and Man from Metallica. That's what it sounded like to me as well. Can't believe we both got that. That's that's crazy. But it does. It sounds just like it. It sounds like Metallica. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there every time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, excellent guitar solo with harmonizing guitars. Pounding groove throughout. Uh, solid transitions between the verses and the chorus. Uh, feel low because it's like great it's what i said well that's a seven but i it may be more than that i'm gonna get to stick with what i wrote though it's a great song yeah fair enough anthony what do you think about absolution uh yeah man it's a it's a killer tune i love the crunchy guitars and the heavy drums 
I like the way it ebbs and flows, the driving beat that runs throughout. It's another solid tune. Um, and Chris mentioned something about Alice Cooper this week, uh, yeah. this band. And I was like, this could be an Alice Cooper song right here. I could easily see Cooper uh, doing this song. So Good point, man. I dropped a 7.5 on this one. You know, solid, solid tune. So Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You, know, you know, I actually wrote that about he is. It sounded like Alice Cooper to me during that song. I don't uh, hear Alice. I, I just had, I don't know. I got kind of off on a tangent. One. I like kind of abandoned my notes on that song. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot of Alice Cooper on this album, it feels like. Modern well, Alice Cooper. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they built the fan base for, these guys are fans of Alice Cooper. I'm sure you don't I'll make music like this without My, my very next Alice song Cooper. notes. An Alice Cooper worship is what I put. So. Oh, wow. This one? Yeah, Speak, sp- speaking uh, of the next song. Yeah. <laughs> Track number 10, it's called, was it Deus in Absentia? Yep. Dropping it, man. Y'all don't hear Cooper on this? <laughs> I guess it is a little bit. But you will never know. Cause no one ever told you how. The world is on fire. And you are here to stay. And burn with me. A funeral fire. And we are here to revel forever. The world is on fire. All right, so uh, Deus and Absentia, it's, it's the ticking of the clock. Uh, as far as this song, uh, it really never picks up steam, and it never really hits me just right to be the closer on this album. And I know we've talked about this over and over and over again, how the closing song will either leave you wanting more or leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. On my listen, this is the latter. This is not the song to close this album out with. I mean... They might have been better closing with Absolution or possibly even Majesty, although it's your flush, Chris. This is my flush. I'll just be honest with you. I, I just I don't like it. I, I don't know what it is about it. Circus sounds, maybe. Who the heck knows? Circus I just, sounds. <laughs> I don't know. It's I found it to be a meh. I, it's I don't. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just not not great for me. I'm at a four on this one, Chris. Where wow. do you see this final song? You know, I think vocally it's a solid tune, uh, and yeah, I did vocally. think it's Alice. Clo- <laughs> I think this was an old Alice Cooper. I really do. It, it just reminded me of that. Uh, it, this song goes a lot of different directions. It's got that kind of metronome during the during the, the verses. You know, you get a church choir coming in a couple different times. Um, it's just it's it goes a lot of different directions. I agree. I would have closed the album with Absolution. I think this is a good song. Nothing more than that. I gave it a five. All right. Fair enough. Anthony, how do you think uh, Deus and Absentia? Yeah, it's sol- It's a solid tune. I think it's a decent one to close the album out with, but I'm like you, Jimmy. I don't know if it's the best one to close it out with. It's heavy and powerful with some nice transitions. Chorus is catchy. It's another song that has a lot of 
a blue oyster cult sound to it in a way. I think from what I've heard of blue oyster cult, uh, you know, I'm digging the drums in it too. And uh, I do like the choral singers. It gives it a little touch of evil when you do that. So, which I think if I'm not mistaken, they had to go to LA to get those choral singers. I think I read that somewhere. They were trying to record, I think in Nashville or somewhere they were recording somewhere like that, Tennessee somewhere. And they couldn't get like people to, come in and do it because it's ghost i guess and they have to go to la to do it but i'll tell you what man most church folk aren't going to come in and sing on this album if they (laughs) if they look up this band at all i mean that's true i can i can see them having to go outside of the south to do that yeah so uh i gave it a seven it's my lowest rated on the album so um but still still decent but (laughs) lowest rate was seven equal again great seven is uh very good or no, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. Yeah. Sorry, it is. I told you, I to, the scale's out the damn window tonight. I don't care. I enjoy I this like album. I feel like we're listening to this old Van Halen albums. Anthony didn't even tally his scores. Everything was an eight and a half every week. It was just like, <laughs> do, you, do you even look at your scores? I'm just not a, I'm not a critical person. I just really am not. You know, but at least you two guys are a little more critical. You all balance me I'll out. I'll just try to keep it honest. Yeah, I am. Eh. Because I feel like when you listen to really good music it should represent that and something that's not quite as good I, shouldn't get the same scores man i, I mean, keep it honest I, I mean this is the way it hit me so yeah. you know. well that's that's true that's, that's all true. matters Dude, that's all it yeah. matters Kurt. i mean honestly i'm the i'm the one picking the album for the week this week so i mean this you know this i picked this album for this week so yes. you know it means something more to me if i picked it so no, i get it man i i you know there's nothing wrong with that and overall i'll go ahead and do my summation of this whole album I see how this song or this album kind of flows. In my opinion, their their first album, Epis Ep, Openomus or whatever, <laughs> whatever you just want to say it, their first album is an outstanding record, and it was kind of it was different from what I was listening to back in back in those uh, back in that year. I guess is is a long time ago, and <clears throat> kind of struck struck a good spot for me. You know, it, it wasn't metal, and it but it was still heavy at the same time. <clears throat> this is a continuation. It's just these songs aren't as well written, in my opinion. They have rockers on here, and you guys know, obviously, I, I graded the rockers a little bit higher than the ones that didn't really rock as much to me. Um, I, I mean, nothing nothing against this album. Um, I'm a fan of Ghost, is, for the matter. I mean, I just... This album is not one of the better ones, in my opinion. I think this is a solid album. I just don't think it's... It's the best, um, and it's because it's got a couple of weak songs, in my opinion. And you take off what two or three of these songs, and we're talking about a record that's going to be somewhere between great and excellent. And my score is going to represent an album that's somewhere between uh, very good and great. I'm good. I'm, I'm at a six point three is what my average comes out to be, and I'm going to round mine up to six point five because I do think it's somewhere between very good and great, with a couple of low points and a couple of very high points. And with that being said, I will continue to listen to Ghost. Some of these songs just play on my playlist naturally. This album has got three of them that I absolutely enjoy. And, you know, you got three out of what? A total of eight songs. That's almost half the record that really, really rock in my opinion. And then you got two that are just meh or or not very good in my opinion. And the rest are good. That being said, I think it's a great pick, Anthony. I think it's something different. We've never reviewed anything like this before. Right. It's a great pick, and uh, please don't take the ratings personally because I do enjoy <laughs> I, Ghost, I'm, and I find not Ghost, so I don't a care. lot of their music outstanding. <laughs> it's just that this one's just not the one that rocks me. That's all. Chris, how yeah. did your uh, summation end? 
That was an interesting listen for sure. And I did enjoy it. I really did. I mean, for the most part, um, you know, I guess these guys, it's just kind of like a gimmick band in a way with, but maybe it's not, maybe this guy's like a pure Satanist and he wants to like spread that. I don't know, (laughs) but you know, I try to take up the grain of salt when I listen to stuff like this. I will say I got a little uncomfortable with he is just like after watching the music video, I was like, wow, that's, I shouldn't be watching this. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. (laughs) Anthony, if you've not watched it, watch it, man. You're going to be like, I don't know. I mean, he's, He's saving people and and like they're shaking and stuff. I mean, but it's there, just like there's naked girls in it, though, right? Well, they're like they're partially they've got naked. like a, a robe on, but ah, there's well, nothing underneath, and they're out there I like watch it, baptizing them, <laughs> of course. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> mostly it reminds me of a modern Alice Cooper, and it's got shades. Sometimes a journey. Sometimes I hear Rush. I think it's all the keyboards, and then you got Metallica coming in there too. That that kind of black era Metallica with some of the music. Yeah. So I mean, that's good. I really enjoyed uh, Pinnacle of the Pit. Um, that bass line, that was just tremendous. Sick. I really liked Cerise, and I really liked Absolution. I mean, it's three pretty good songs. The rest of it I found kind of eh, mediocre in a way. Um, it's low score, guys, but it's because of the scales. 5.9 is what it came out to. That's right at close to very good. And I actually gave a point to a song on the fly, so I'm going to bump, bump that to a six. But that's I think it's a very good. That's where it is for me. Okay. Anthony, how'd yours pale oh, out tonight? I wonder how uh, the other one we thought about picking would have fared for Chris. The, was it prequel and Jimmy? Oh, man, I, I don't know. It's I figured I mean, this one would go over better than prequel. Nah, would, see, I like prequel better, personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably my second favorite Ghost album, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it, so, prequel closes like four almost ballady kind of songs. That's probably it does. See, day. that's you're right. It is very slow at the end of that one. Yeah, you know what? This one had that's why I didn't more pick rock that one. And, What's on that infinitesimum? That's a, I don't know. That's a, is that I, I just know it's got secular haze on it. Yeah. Browsing yeah, around the some, internet, uh, it seemed like this one came up the most towards the top of everybody's list. I think Even, this is the well, one that had the most radio success. That's what I was asking you about. I think yeah. this one had like really good success. I, I watched a few live videos from from them, and there were several songs off this album. As a matter of fact, they opened with Mummy Dust on uh, at one of those shows, yeah. and I was like. <laughs> That's really wow. that's the one they but it does rock like hell, so I mean it does. That's, yeah, I'm sure it's why. Yeah. So uh I think it was a show like in twenty nineteen. They opened with Mummy Dust, so yeah. They're like a nightclub. Yeah, That'd Rats, dude. Rats is a heavy song. Oh my Rats god. Rats yeah. is I love Rats. It's god, that's song. that's all prequel. That's a great album, man. That's the one that album is set around the bubonic plague or something. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. I mean who it's who a sets a soundtrack to the bubonic plague for goodness sakes? It's like, Swedish that's what I'm progressive put a metal to. band, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, my score came out to an even eight, which is an excellent for me on, and I'm more than fine with that, man. Uh, it's an excellent album from start to finish. And if you want to get into ghost, I think this is a great place to start. This would be a, a good, a good, good album to start on. Um, I enjoy diving into it this week and, uh, I can easily recommend it. If you want to get into Ghost, uh, I can recommend it. But, you know, I think if you really want to get into Ghost, just grab a playlist from Spotify or somewhere. And that's where you should start. That's how I started. I was like, I want to listen to Ghost today because they opened for Maiden at one time. And I heard one song by him. I was like, I haven't listened to Ghost much. I should listen to him. So I tell you I what I hate. The re-release or the remaster to this one that's got the bonus tracks has got Square Hammer, and that's one of their best Square songs. Square Hammer's good, too, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a killer song. I can't believe they didn't make the cut for this. You could have dropped two or three of those songs put Square Hammer on it, my You opinion, could drop a couple of those instrumental is, ones and put Square Hammer yeah, on there. 
Yeah, Square Hammer is just an awesome like song, man. I mean, that's. I meant to mention that earlier tonight, and I'm glad you you were talking about the playlist because I just brought it right up. I was like, oh, there's Square Hammer, and it's perfect song for this. It's got more yeah. listens than the regular album does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got a couple out there that you know that, like I said, they're Kiss the Go Goat, which I like a lot, but it's another one of those. It's like, uh, <laughs> or Mariana Cross. Mariana Cross is an amazing song, but it's one of those you're like. Let me get out the holy water and douse myself once it's over with, because I'm not sure I'm pure enough now after hearing that song. But anyways. Well, boys, not a bad listen this week. I I, I do appreciate going back and listening to something that's different, because that's the most different thing we've heard in a long time, guys. So that's a great one. Um, So we're doing something. Speaking of different, next week, something different. This is going to be like a a crossover, if you will, with your – main podcast anthony it is um go ahead and tell us what we're doing for next week sir and in this corner weighing in at approximately 180 pounds the ace of apex (laughs) the italian stallion the ballad boy it's anthony with his pick of the week Yeah, my uh, little podcast, Songlines and Tan Lines, is about to hit 100 episodes, uh, which I'm really surprised by. Uh, and so the next week, next Wednesday, I'm going to kind of do a top five episodes of my most, my top five most listened to episodes. Just going to play those outright. It's about an hour and seven minutes long. And then the week after is going to be my 100th episode. So we are going to get together and discuss some Buffett. And we're going to do like top five songs and top two Buffett albums that you would take to a desert island. So it should be kind of interesting to see which songs we pick, which albums we pick and that sort of stuff. So we'll kind of do that next week with this podcast and kind of bleed that into my podcast and just kind of be a nice little, you know, cross promotion. And then the week after that, me and Chris did one recently together, Pitt and I Grateful Dead song versus a Buffett song. So uh, you can get a, you know, better listen to both of us. Uh, Uncle John's nice. band. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. So. Deadhead versus Paired So, uh, <laughs> which I think yeah, Buffett said in concert one time. So I can't take full credit for it. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I titled the episode well, that. So I hope Jimmy. Right, the first mind. time we saw him, Anthony, they, they played that one. So it felt like a fitting song to play. That was fun. Yeah. Fun little episode to do together. Yeah, you it was know, a good time. It's a little yeah, strange having yeah. someone extra on there with me, but at the same time, it was it was pretty fun. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, it should be fun next week doing that. Anybody listening? I mean, if they want to pick five Buffett songs and two albums and send it to us in an email, um, was it Audible Ecstasy? Podcast at gmail.com. That's E X T A C Y. So if you've got five Buffett songs and two Buffett albums you take to a desert island, feel free to send them over to us. I know a lot of you guys who listen to us probably don't listen to Buffett, but if you happen to, (laughs) be a skip for some of the fan base, probably. It could be. If it is, that's fine too. That's how people listen to it, man. It's all good. You know, a lot of people our age do listen to it. I think think we, we get a vast, I think most people have a fairly wide variety of music they listen to so i will yeah. say i was listening to a podcast this week with bruce dickinson and a psychologist i forgot his name i can't think of you heard have you listened to that yet it's a uh, like six episodes out right now Ex- psycho expresso something's the name of it <laughs> but it's really interesting they were talking this week is is bruce dickinson a psychopath and it's just 
they basically gave Bruce some tests that can test your level of psycho being a psychopath. Is he okay though? He's okay. okay he's he's right. the good side. There's like a good psychopath with the traits <laughs> and a bad psychopath. So he's a good psychopath. <laughs> there is. There's good psychopathic traits and there's bad psychopathic traits. And he scored high on the good side. Oh. They even compare him to Freddie Mercury with their kind of skills and stuff. And how they kind of match oh, up. Wow. That. So wow. It's an interesting episode. It's I can't. It's Psycho Expresso something. And uh, I was listening to Jericho this week. He had Bruce on there too. Talk to Jericho. So. That's right. I listen to podcasts when I'm home cleaning, sitting in the carpool line. That's how I hear so many podcasts all the time. I don't just sit around and make my whole day about podcasts. You know, it's just, that's what I do when I'm cleaning the house or take care of the kids or whatever. So anyways, that's my little, little, little spiel this week. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, great listen this week. I'm looking forward to breaking out the buffet since we just had a big snowstorm up here in our neck of the woods. We need it. I need the, uh, I need the sunshine, if you will. Let's wrap this thing up this week for Audible Ecstasy Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. Thank you for listening to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Join us next week when we review our favorite Jimmy Buffett songs and albums. We'll see you then.